Jonathan Denwood is the owner of WP Tonic, a WordPress boutique hosting company specializing in learning management systems that is LMS and membership websites, serving associations, non-profits, coaches and e-learning entrepreneurs. As we prepare to delve into our conversation on the topic at hand, there is an exciting twist and let us tickle the brain of our guest Jonathan first. So Jonathan, get ready for a rapid fire round of random words. I'll mention a few and I would love to hear the first thing that comes to your mind in response without thinking much. If you are ready, let's get started. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> you got me worried there. All right, yeah. there we go. I'll, I'll keep it very simple and there won't be any surprises as such. So here comes my uh, first word. It is curiosity. Yes, what, what about curiosity? Uh, what, you just want me to respond to it. Uh, curiosity. Um, I think if you're in tech, you've got to have some degree of curiosity because it's always rapidly changing. Mm. Well, it's changing in some ways it isn't changing because the one thing that doesn't change is people and people yeah. are the, fundamentally the same as they were like 3,000 years ago. <laughs> Agreed. And I, I am also from tech background and right now I'm into business transformation set but completely conquer with you. Like we got to be curious when we are in tech industry. And the next word is invention. Well, it's linked to tech again, you know, Tesla, Elon Musk, um, Henry Ford. They're the people that changed the world to some extent. So that was one of the main reasons why I got into tech. Yeah. Okay. Got it. And the future? Oh, uh, future. Well, I don't know. You know, you look at AI. Have any of us got a future or are we just going to be replaced by the AI machines? <laughs> okay moving to the next one is book well I, li- I listen to a lot of um i listen to a lot of audio books because um i love walking so i i think i've learned an enormous amount from mm-hmm. listening to some of the um some of the great authors i, I like the classics one i like russian literature the most actually i think um their insights are quite profound and then uh uh life just go for the journey that's what i'm gonna say as it's ups and downs <laughs> as you get a bit older you know how to deal with the downs and you know there's going to be more ups and downs mm, yeah next is love can be expensive <laughs> <laughs> okay very expensive very expensive yeah here comes my next one is peace well that's that's that seems to be sliding at the present moment, but um, we never know. Let's hope it um, builds up a bit further. Mm-hmm. And then serendipity? I think I think that's underrated, really. I think um, even though you can't see it, um, kind of all things in a very – all things are kind of linked in some ways. So what you, you – I think we all resist the flow – Obviously, I, I think resisting obvious flow is a mistake. So um, I think you should observe that. Yeah. And the last one is aliens. Who knows? I, I, I'm English. I'm an alien anyway. So there we are. 
<laughs> good, good. <laughs> in, interesting. <laughs> I live in America, but I'm very English. I've been living in America for 15 years. And I've the response I get from my English humour is I just get a dazed look of what the hell is he saying, or um, they quite like it. So I, I, I get two responses, basically. <laughs> Very nice. And thank you for participating in the first rapid fire round. So sportively, Jonathan. So folks, welcome to the Guiding Voice podcast series where we embark on transformative conversations for a better future. I'm your host, Navin Samala dedicated to making the world a better place through valuable discussions that add value not only to your life but also to your career and thank you so much for tuning in and Jonathan hearty welcome to the guiding voice and I'm super excited to host you today oh thank you so much for inviting me I've been looking forward to it with step urging. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's dive in Jonathan here comes my first one so, can you tell us a bit more about your career journey and how you started in the world of web design and WordPress? Well, I started in the late nineties. Um, I was I was running a successful retail business in the UK, um, and I was a little bit bored. And I um, got into computers, and then I thought um, it might be a good idea to get a degree in computer science, even though I was running a full-time business at the time. So I applied to my local university and they had a hybrid course. I can't, it was called multimedia computing. It was computer um, science mixed with design. It was a hybrid. And so um, in the UK, you can do a degree in three years. Um, and I, but if you want to do it part-time, it takes five. And um, I thought, oh, I can't I can't take five years. So I'll just make it up. I'll just do it full-time and run my business. So um, that worked out until the second year when they found out that I was in full-time. I was running a business. So they weren't too impressed with that, but they let me finish the course. And then um, I took a year off and then I decided to do MA at the London School of Print and Design. And I did my MA and that took about 18 months, but that was part time. And um, I, I got into web development as a flash developer. Um, I, a lot of your audience will not know what flash was. Flash was a, 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 a program that was pushed by a company called Multimedia, um, I think Multimedia. Um, um, they did Dreamweaver and a, and a couple other products. Yeah. And they, got bought, they got bought from Adobe and I got in, it, um, it enabled you to do animations and all sorts of stuff. And it was the darling of the web until the iPhone came out. And um, Steve Jobs said, uh, you know, no flash, no flash on the iPhone. And that kind of killed it, you know. And it got, it got surpassed by JavaScript libraries like React and um, other, other ones. Um, in the meantime, I moved to America because I married an American lady that I met in London. And she couldn't put up with the weather anymore. So she wanted to go back to California for understandable reasons. So 
I um, sold my business and, followed, and we moved to America and um, I got involved in web development as a freelancer. Mm-hmm. And then um, about five years ago, I specialized in learning management systems, membership websites. And um, then I started WP Tonic and I got into podcasting myself. I, oh. I do my own podcast as well that I've been doing for about seven years. Wow, awesome. And you have been in the tech industry for uh, maybe little over three decades and I think you have seen a lot of transformation and we'll talk about the transformation in a while but uh, I'm curious to understand uh, your success mantra as in what are the top three things that have contributed to your success so far? I think you've got to, if you're running a small agency and then you're running a hosting company, I think the first thing, you've got to have flexibility. I think that's one of the main to compete with is flexibility. Then I think you've got to find a niche. I think you've got to definitely find a niche. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and thirdly, I think you've got to understand that you've got to become an influencer in your niche if you're going to effectively compete. So flexibility, finding a niche, and understanding that you're probably going to, it's going to be much easier for you to establish your company if you you're seen as a influencer in that particular industry and niche mm-hmm. nice and uh, wordpress is an incredibly versatile tool or platform if i may call it and how have you seen it evolve over the last few years and what makes it such a powerful tool for entrepreneurs and also course creators well, I think um, I think it, I think the main thing is digital ownership, d- digital sovereignty, as I put it. You can, you know, with I think depending on building an audience on YouTube, on Facebook, on any social media platform that somebody else owns, mm-hmm. is fine. But yeah. you've got to understand that their business objectives can change. And you could be either your um, your ability to reach your audience to communicate can be drastically altered by what the person that owns the platform wants. So having as much as having as much control is, I think, really important, and that's what WordPress offers. You know, it offers the maximum amount of control over one of your biggest digital um, assets, which should be your website. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, your website should still be the hub of all your digital activity. Your your website, your email list are two of the biggest things that that nobody can take away from you. Okay. so it should be at the hub. And if your website is the hub, having the maximum ownership and control over that is important. Mm-hmm. And it and it and it's just on steroids when you've got a membership website because you're investing even more energy, time, resources in building that membership, building that community than even a normal website. Um so it's on steroids. So ownership, 
digital sovereignty is, is even on a higher scale of importance, in my opinion. And when it comes, what's changed in WordPress? I think the biggest thing, and it's ongoing, mm -hmm. is the page builders, how you actually build a website and pages on WordPress. And the biggest thing over the last three to four years has been what the Gutenberg project, which enables people to build pages and websites on WordPress, very similar to Squarespace or Wix. There, um, it's still ongoing, um, but also there are third-party plugins mm -hmm. that either utilise the power of Gutenberg or or they have their own solution like Elementor, who doesn't use Gutenberg but utilises their own page building technology on top of WordPress. I think that's been that ongoing roller coaster with Gutenberg and with the major page builders in in the WordPress um, community has been the biggest ongoing theme for the past four years and you've got to understand that uh, that WordPress runs between between 43 to 50 percent of all websites in the world so we're talking about tens of millions of websites nice and I I have also started using it a while ago and later on I moved to a different platform but uh, I see a lot of advancement have happened and which have made the a job of the entrepreneurs very much easy and it is so user-friendly. On that note, I would like to uh, pick up my next question. This is more on the entrepreneurs who want to create their own course content. So please help us understand the key benefits of using WordPress for developing e-learning platforms. Well, I think it's just the choice and you're in a, a fantastic space in 2023 if you're looking to build a course on WordPress because you've got some fantastic plugin solutions. You you are not short, short of choice and some mm -hmm. great solutions. And that's fantastic news. That's also bad news because you're sport for choice, right? Yeah. Um, I think there's there's three main players. There's a lot more players, but I think there's three main players in the WordPress space. There's Lifter LMS, which mm -hmm. is a learning management plugin, but you can really they offer um what they offer for free mm. is just amazing and it's really very good solution if you're an individual entrepreneur trying to build a membership platform and the only paid thing you need if you're looking at the lifter lms platform is an add-on plugin so you can integrate it with stripe and that's 120 dollars a year the next one is learn dash learn dash um i think where learn dash is um it's really fantastic for the engine individual entrepreneur but it's also um, has a big following for organizations that are building internal training platform and but it straggles both worlds of the individual entrepreneur 
building membership, paid membership, and mm -hmm. and the more univer the more established education um, world with the world of internal corporate or small to medium organizational training. And the last thing is Buddy Boss, and Buddy Boss is really the um, it competes with SaaS products like Mighty Networks and a Circle, where you're looking to build membership, but you're also trying to build community through yeah. forums, um, small um, groups um, that are led by facilitators. It really competes in that, and it tends to work best with LearnDash, but it's you know it it's around community. So they're the three main players, and I think the other great thing that that's happened over the last three years is that they when it comes to marketing automation, mm -hmm. um, WordPress was a bit deficient in that area. Okay. But now there's about two to three major plugin providers that offer marketing automation. That's the equivalent or better than something like Active Campaign at a much lower cost. So you've got you've really got some su superb technology in the WordPress stack. Mm -hmm. It's just knowing which parts you should utilize, and that's one of the areas that WP Tonic helps. Yeah, got it, got it. And uh, just I want to take a step back and talk about the online education space, like based on your experience in terms of supporting money entrepreneurs build their course content and build their websites. So what are the latest trends that you have observed in the online education space and how can course creators stay ahead of the curve? Well, um, I, I think to some extent the um, education, um, world of education and membership and building an online business through e-learning um, in some ways has stabilised. There are no, I think the only thing, thing that's come up in the past 18 months, two years is, and I think it was linked to COVID, and, you know, COVID-19 and everybody being at home and working from home is community. I, I think people, to some extent, um, in some ways, have felt more isolated. And if you can build community, because one, one of the drawbacks of building a membership site is um, reducing churn, you mm -hmm. know, having members feel that they no longer can get value from the courses or the course and they stop their subscription. And yeah. one of the ways that you try to avoid that is through building community through your membership as well. Um, but, you know, so I think that's been one of the biggest growth or new trends um, over the past couple of years is tr combining courses with community yeah so w one other thing is you said like retaining membership is also an important aspect and uh, maybe at times it might get difficult for the content creators to retaining them and while they create content on a regular basis 
So other than retaining membership, are there any common hurdles that these content creators face in today's scenario? Yeah. Um, I think, I think and this applies if you're looking at SaaS or you're looking at the, the world of WordPress, I think people get mesmerized by the technology. Um, and what I mean is they, they get too much into the weeds too early. I think, like I say, I because I, of like what I said about ownership and owning your course, um, I would, if I was starting my journey, I would look at Lyft at LMS. But um, I, you get a lot of people that spend months and months studying all the SaaS solutions, all the WordPress solutions. If they get into the word of, if they decide they want to utilize WordPress, and I think they should, then they try out all the solutions in WordPress. And they're six months on and they haven't launched. Mm. They're still, um, they haven't even built out their initial course. They're, they're still looking at all the technical solutions. And I think that's a major problem. So, number one, I wouldn't get mesmerized by the technology. I think you do have to make the decision, am I going to go down the SaaS route or am I going to go down the WordPress route? And then what I've outlined, I think the core, if you're going down the WordPress route, I think the core technology stack should be free of those solutions that I've just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got it. And uh, can you also share a success story or a case study of a client or a project where WordPress played a pivotal role in transforming their online course business? Yeah, I've got a museum. um, You find his website on the front page of WP Tonic. um, He's a well-known saxonicist. He plays the sax. And he's he's got over five thousand students, wow. and he run he runs the whole website on WP Tonic, and he's utilizing Learn Dash, and he's got a very successful membership um, business, and he, which he's been running for about five years. He came to us at the beginning of his journey because he had just launched, and mm-hmm. he was having a hell of a lot of trouble with Lifter. And with, and but that problem was with his was with his present at that time hosting provider, and we had to jump in and um, rescue the situation because he it was affecting his initial launch, and he's been with us for the past five years and he's built up a, a fabulous business in a in a niche musical area, and um, he's done really well. So you find. Him, mm-hmm. Scott, uh, on the front of the WP uh, as one of the um, mm. one of our clients that we highlight on there. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, and and I, I loved every bit of this conversation, and uh, we have had uh, fantastic uh, coverage so far. And it's time for us to add some more excitement. And get ready, Jonathan, as we dive into a series of intriguing rapid-fire questions, which is the second rapid-fire to spice up the episode further. If you are ready, let's get started. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Here comes my first question. And if you could have one 
gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it what would it say what would it say um look at wordpress ownership flexibility value for money there the three core things you get for building your membership website on wordpress nice <laughs> and what is one thing that you are really bad at that you wish you were better at i have a, as a as as a um host of a podcast i have a terrible um habit of interrupting i like i like my my english humor i like my little comments so i have i have somebody in mid flow on my podcast and i just interrupt them in mid flow with a little comment and um it it just throws some some of the um guests i have on the show other people they cut they love it and they cope with it so you got to judge your guest mm-hmm. um do they um can mm. they can they respond quick or do they like it more formatted mm. interview so i have got a reputation for that and sometimes i have to back off a bit because um the guests struggle a bit got it got it and then can you describe yourself in just one word jonathan oh bonkers totally bonkers i'm like a i'm like a big labrador that's too enthusiastic you know you've met those labradors that are really loving but they're bonkers well that i think that's me i'm just uh, i'm very enthusiastic but bonkers <laughs> i i have one at home <laughs> she was missing <laughs> labrador <laughs> <laughs> if you if you own a few labradors you know they're fantastic dogs but they're very enthusiastic and a bit bonkers aren't they yeah true and uh, what's your favorite thing about living in the 21st century I, th- i i i think we dismiss the internet you know i think the internet's got a bad rap you know yeah. um i think it's very similar to when the gutenberg press came mm. out now until until the gutenberg press came out the only people that had access to the bible were were certain priests the establishment and then when books were printed on presses you know the bible would be available to everybody and books were available to everybody which which led to the enlightenment and but there was the dark side of it you know everybody could read books so they could read horrible books they could read <laughs> books books that had terrible message and i think we've found that with the internet you know i think we just now dismiss you know the the availability of information at our fingertips mm. that we can we can literally um really easily find out anything about anything yeah um which is fantastic but it's also led to the dark side you know it's led to propaganda and anybody saying anything literally you know and people if you got um and if you want to believe it there's a lot of people that tend just to believe what they want to believe Mm. but that's always been that's always been the case isn't it yeah yeah you know that's always that's <laughs> how people have rolled a lot of people isn't it mm-hmm. but yeah, but it is fantastic having the internet and being being able to have this discussion with you yeah. 
yeah um on zoom you know um having conversations with people all over the world it's just fantastic is absolutely we never imagined uh, that these kind of things would happen when we can connect with uh, anybody and everybody across the globe i think technology has made it possible and yeah. i think pe- i think people um need to realize that most people are really very decent you know there are there are people that aren't very nice yeah. but most people are very similar in what they want for themselves their family their children and most people being able to communicate with people all over the world in the end must be a fantastic and a beneficial thing for everybody yeah yeah and with that let me move to the next question if you could have any super power what would it be and why oh that's that's a really interesting question <laughs> um wisdom wow <laughs> you already have tons of it <laughs> no i don't there's a there's a difference there's a difference between mm. information and facts yeah and you know and you can have all the facts and you can have all the information and you can recite every and have knowledge you know be very knowledgeable you know be an expert be knowledgeable in a particular thing have you not met these people that are extremely knowledgeable but they have absolutely no wisdom they haven't learned any insight about their knowledge so we have a lot of um emphasis on information and knowledge but we don't have enough emphasis on wisdom having learned from life and i think the terrible thing is to come to the end of one's life and for your friends and family and the people around you to know that you were okay but you were a bit of an idiot really you didn't really learn anything from life you didn't have any real wisdom i i think that i think that's one of the biggest things you should try and avoid so give me more wisdom <laughs> very nice and i like your modesty like uh i think having acquired that you still you are yearning for knowledge and which is great and with that let me fire the last bullet out of the rapid fire what will be a fantasy gadget gadget um yeah so well i got i got to admit it you know i was a great i was a great watcher of star trek as a child and science fiction in general but i i suppose that having the transporter you know imagine imagine being able to be atomized and then appear anywhere you know um you know i i think one of the one of the things that we faced um is that flying has become such a such a pain in the posterior such an unpleasant very expensive but um i don't know what it's like in india or uh, you know i just flew back to the uk and to europe last year mm-hmm. and you know being at the airport yeah putting, having all your taking your shoes off being yeah. patted down scanned finding your luggage finding the extra charges they want to charge you extra for everything right you know to be able to 
avoid flying and just be atomized and reatomized somewhere. <laughs> well, I think that would be fantastic. <laughs> it? Good one. Yeah, I think it is still the same. Almost um, everywhere, this kind of security hassles are something which is a waste of time. When I when I was a young person, flying mm. was a real real pleasure. They treated you. And you used to just turn up at the airport like an hour before the flight. You just go, but now you've got to be there like three hours before the flight, haven't you? And um, it's all a nightmare, isn't yeah. it? I, I think it all happened after 9 by 11 attacks, right? Um, yeah, that, that is where the scrutiny has become huge, yeah. All right, so that's a fantastic rapid fire round. And let's flip back to the mainstream. mainstream. And uh, here comes my last but one question. What do you foresee in the future of online education? And uh, how should these entrepreneurs who are planning to be content creators or the course instructors prepare for it? Anything that you foresee? Well, I think in the near future, in the next year, 18 months, I think the trend around community is just um, and how you build effective communities um, is just going to grow. And the technology around and uh, allowing you to build um, more engagement is split up into small groups and offer. I think the most successful e-learning entrepreneur have some decent base courses and then they offer group access to themselves and individual access to themselves at higher tier levels mm -hmm. and i think the tools and the mechanisms that allow you to do that are just going to improve quite a lot yeah yes, there is um some really good wordpress technology i think one of the factors um funny enough th there's been a slight re retreat because one of the technologies and we're using it right now is zoom and zoom um recently have changed how you integrate not only WordPress, well, but websites in general. So people can schedule meetings and that. They've made it a little bit harder, but there's other solutions out there as well. I see that trend only um, increasing. Now, on a more longer term, I think, I think most educational establishments or more are going to look at hybrid solutions where they integrate um, home-based home education with people meeting up with their with the student campus a more and I think you're going to see you see that at work anyway where I think the most successful companies are going to have a hybrid model where because I think one of the problems of just having um, company culture or educational mm -hmm. culture, having it all remotely, is it's very hard to build a culture remotely. So I think you do need to have a kind of hybrid model. And how you do that effectively, that's repeatable, hasn't really been worked out. There are some companies and some institutions that have been successful, but trying just to copy what one other institution, one organisation does, it still doesn't work out because it's more individually mm -hmm. kind of 
focused on that particular company, if that makes any sense. So I think I think there are the challenges in the short and medium term that um, people are going to find through e-learning in general. Very nice. And uh, thank you so much for all the wonderful insights. And uh, before I let you go, please share with me how was your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice platform and being sitting on the other side of the table as a podcast guest because you are a host by yourself and you interview a lot of guests. <laughs> well, it, it's really useful because I've been running my podcast. I do two podcasts, actually. One I've been running for seven years now. Mm. The other one I started about a year ago. Right. And um, I've decided to try and get on more podcasts myself. And it's it's very educational because it, it, it puts me back, it enables me to see how my guests feel when they when they're being interviewed and it's in some ways it's really odd um but it's a it's a good odd because i i think it will help me with my interviews um and not interrupting so much (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you thank you jonathan i really appreciate you taking time and for joining my podcast as a guest and sharing all the wonderful insights and this is uh, uh, really helpful and i'm sure it is going to add a lot of value to our community and especially to the folks who are planning to get into this uh, course creation and as well as building their own lms platforms and courses as such so really appreciate you taking time i just want i just want quickly want to say one thing you yeah. know, building any on building any kind of business is hard work, and you know, building a really successful membership um, business is hard work. Mm. But it's one of the few legitimate ways that, if you're in full time employment, that you're looking to build a, a, a side gig and you're looking to build a real business that can sustain itself. It still is one of the most reachable mm. and achievable ways of building a really sustainable online business mm. and i i know a, quite a few of our clientele that have built a business that has enabled them in the end if they want to to give up yeah. their full-time employment yeah and and i just see it as one of the few legitimate ways that you can do that mm-hmm. nice yeah, th- thanks for uh, the closing note uh, as well, uh, Jonathan. I really appreciate it. So, friends, that was our episode with uh, Jonathan Genwood. And before we jump into the fun trivia section, we have a quick request to you. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast from wherever you have tuned in from also because subscribing keeps you updated on new episodes. And if you have enjoyed this conversation and found the episode useful, please share it with at least three of your friends or colleagues or family members who who would also like the guiding voice so please spread the knowledge and help others grow like you and your support means a lot and it it helps us create more content for you and our growing community thank you so much in advance and let's learn together on this journey now let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode so today have we had wonderful conversation about wordpress and also various options to create online courses e-learning platforms etc with our expert Jonathan, and I thought I would extend a few facts related to online learning. 
and here comes the very first fact it is about origin of online learning the concept of online learning dates back to the 1960s when the university of illinois initiated the development of plato p l a t o which stands for programmed logic for automatic teaching operations it is one of the earliest computer based education systems and here comes the second fact it is about the massive online open courses which is popularly known as mooks you know the term mook was coined in 2008 and the first mook connectivism and connective knowledge was offered by the university of manitoba in canada and third fact is about the khan academy salman khan the founder of khan academy started creating educational youtube videos to tutor his cousins these videos gained popularity and led to the creation of one of the most well known online platforms which is khan academy so likewise if you have come across any interesting fact about learning management system or any other tools related to online courses please share the details with me in the form of youtube comments if you are watching this episode or if you have found this episode on social media you can leave a comment there and that's it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in and also being part of our awesome community we would love to hear from you so do not hesitate to share your ideas and feedback through our social media or you can also email me at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com let's create content that resonates with you i'm your host navin samala a lifelong learner and my goal is to have impactful conversations that improve your life and also your career so stay connected as we journey together and until next time take care and stay inspired and remember the future holds great things because the best is yet to come so goodbye for now see you all in the next episode with another wonderful guest take care